Welcome to the Cannabivarum Podcast, the Cannabis Truth Podcast. I speak the language of cannabis freely and uncensored while educating my audience on the safe use of this live plant therapy. You should know what's in your cannabis, what's good and what's not. It does not come with an FDA stamp of approval, yet. Using cannabis mindfully as medication is a different concept in Western healthcare philosophy, specifically of the past 100 years. There's a lot to learn and reconsider. The information you'll find here comes straight from the scientists and clinicians doing the work and reporting their findings in real time through various online outlets. The scientific truth of cannabis is finally getting out and is wide open for all to see at respected medical sites like PubMed.gov and JAMA, the Journal of American Medical Association. And I'm right there in the thick of it with all those titans of medicine as a fly on the wall. Because I'm not a doctor. I didn't go to med school. I took dozens of private cannabis courses offered by cannabis scientists online over the past few years and slowly began to understand the bigger picture. But I'm not a medical doctor or scientist. Oh, I can talk to one about cannabis and hopefully inspire more doctors and patients alike to research the facts as we know them today and decide alternative health paths for themselves. This is Honey Smith Walls, a 21st century cannabis shaman, not a doctor, not a scientist, just here to explain this great big story and the language of cannabis in its historical, political, and scientific terms, so you can make educated decisions about the medicine you choose to ingest. Hello, my friends. I wonder if you can hear the fan running in the background. It's kind of a hot day, even though it's late in the fall. Um, Of course, I'm in Florida and sitting outside on the lanai. I just wanted to remind you that we're about to jump back into a conversation that started in the last episode. But before we um, go there, I just want to remind you about your Cannabivarum PSA for the day. Here it is. If you're having issues with your meds, talk to your pharmacists. Yes, that's it. That's who studied all those chemicals for fun and for a whole lot longer than your primary care physicians did. Your pharmacists, they understand more drugs than God. So talk to your pharmacist. It's totally free and could possibly lift your quality of life. Go on. When they ask you the next time you go pick up your drugs, if they want to, if if you need to talk about anything, say yes, and and park the car and go inside and have a little consult about all of those meds you're taking, especially if you're having some issues with them. You'll be surprised at how they can help you so quickly. Now back to our peek behind the curtain of relationships between medical professionals and patients. Boy, we have a lot of work to do. Let me just remind you who we're listening to. Dr. Leah Johnson, known to the cannabis community as Dr. Leah, is a formally trained clinical cannabis pharmacist and the owner and CEO of Alchemist Cannabis Consulting. 
She's also an accomplished, highly driven clinical, long-term care and rehabilitation pharmacist with primary focus in pain, mental health, depression, anxiety, insomnia, etc., and sexual health and medication management. Just reminding you that in the last episode, she helped me with a lot of those things I just mentioned after I'd seen that terrible movie and was having ridiculous flashback. Anyway, go listen to that other uh, episode, the one before, and you'll understand what I'm talking about. She was amazingly helpful uh, with me uh, through that. Anyway, she holds three patents for natural herbal remedy tinctures, which she helped develop as the head of research and development for an herbal supplement company. Dr. Leah believes that complete physical, mental health, and well-being can be influenced by the utilization of cannabis, as well as other herbal remedies and supplements in conjunction with pharmaceutical medicines. That means all of those synthetics that you get from your pharmacist. She believes that most patients are given too many and inappropriate prescription medications while not being given the knowledge for utilizing effective herbals and supplements to reduce pill burden. She also believes that many patients are unable to get full relief of their ailments due to the missing components in their medication regimens. In an effort to improve the overall health and well-being of patients, Dr. Leah works with patients and their healthcare providers from all over the country to reduce the amount of medications taken, altering timing and dosing of medications to improve effectiveness and identify medications which could be causing issues. See how glorious all of that could be for you? So she also works with cannabis companies to advise them on dosing safety interactions and how to better help their customers see health improvements with the use of their products. She holds a doctorate degree in pharmacy from the Massachusetts College of Pharmacy and Health Sciences. And you're about to hear her distress at how the public views their pharmacists. Here we go. Uh, the American Medical Association, that's really a physician-based association. That's not a pharmacist. That's not a nurse. That's not a physical therapist. That is specifically a physician-based um, or anybody really that can um, prescribe. So same thing. It's providers that can join that usually is usually the only people. So why are we listed? That's the problem is that everybody was always told that the overrun of everything is the AMA, which means that that means that the first that the overrun um, overrunning of all medical mm-hmm. is physicians. That's the problem is because the fact, that's not correct. Well, we all have our different thing. What it really comes down to is really in schools. Now, mind you, in pharmacy school, we were told, oh, the, per- the provider will give you this, you know, will give the patient this prescription. This is how to analyze the prescription based off what the patient is already taking and so on and so forth. You know, and that's just basic retail. That's not even clinical mm-hmm. uh, pharmacists. But, you know, if they had, you know, we in every profession, you're always told the doctor will do this. And this is what you do after the provider does their thing. It's never you do this, the provider needs you for this. Also, the whole thing is I couldn't, you know, mind you, I didn't, I did not go to um, 
I did not go to a physician. I did not go to medical school to be a physician. I went to pharmacy school to be a pharmacist. So um, I'm not a physician. So I have not, I have not taken their courses, but the, the courses focus on what they do. It's not, Hey, you know, make sure to lean on your pharmacists who are your drug experts. You know, when you need, when you need help with, um, uh, you know, of what medications to utilize, make sure to lean on your physical therapist, you know, when you have muscle disorders or, you know, fractures and stuff for, to help patients w- with recovery. They don't explain these parts to each of the different professions. It's like, this is what you do. So pharmacist, doctor will do this. This is what you do. PT, doctor will do this, then this is what you do. Nurse, doctor will do this, then this is what you do. And back in the day, doctor meant physician. That was it. Doctor meant physician. Now, provider means anybody who writes a prescription. But And that's really what it is at this point. But that's the problem is the idea is physician or provider, which is an NP or PA, they are first. Then every other healthcare professional that is not a provider comes after, always. That is how everybody is taught. It's, it's, you know, replace doctor with Lord. Lord will do this and then everybody else will do that. Exactly. I, 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 you know what? That is a really great way of explaining it. There's not a healthcare field. There is literally like a royal hierarchy right. in the medical field where the physicians and, and the providers are the, you know, are the kings and queens. Yeah. Then the other healthcare professionals are like the dukes and the right. and the duchesses. We're not. No, you, I see it. Yeah, we're I not see invited it just like to the high table unless it's for a special occasion. Yeah. When in reality, it needs to be a partnership between all of the skills of these learned people. Oh yeah, and they they there's been study upon study upon study showing that there's there's especially in teaching hospitals like. And for those who don't know, a teaching hospital is a hospital that is usually connected to a, a school of medicine, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, um, usually a, a, a for providers, usually a medical school. It could also be a pharmacist and others, too. But usually what they do at these um, student based hospitals is they utilize all the aspects. Everybody learns to work together as a team. But strangely enough, as soon as they leave this type of, um, you know, this teaching type of facility, they all of a sudden go right back to, nope, physician is God, you know, providers are gods again. So, and it's not really their fault. It's just that the facilities that are not education-based, which are very, you know, there's not that many education-based ones, but the ones, so the ones that are not, they're like, are the majority. So people just kind of fall into that way of, you know, you you learn, you, you move from the West coast to the East coast. You've never had snow before. You just learn to start shoveling because right. that's what you do. And right. that's how these other things go. So, mm-hmm. you know, the, the best physicians or best providers I've ever worked with are the ones that say, you know what, tell me why, if I, if you're going to make a recommendation to me, explain to me why, so that I can make an informed decision. And I'll mm-hmm. say, here are the reasons why I think that this medication should be changed to this. And they say, Oh, you know what? That's a really good reason. Let's do that. Or, Hey, you know what? We have actually tried that in the past. Um, it wasn't in their charts because it was from years ago, but that didn't work because of this reason. You know, do you have any other recommendations? It's like, oh, well, knowing that you utilize this in the right. past, we can try this. It's all hand in hand. And these are the best providers I've ever worked with, with the best patient outcomes, happier patients, 
with less medicine, you know, some of them who are put on hospice because they have six months to live and then graduate off of hospice because they just do so well um, with the, with the provider they're with. And it really just comes down to working hand in hand. And like I said, in these educational uh, institutions, these educational hospitals, they, they've done studies about the fact that the patient outcomes are always better when you have a collaborative team. And that's what they call it. They call it a collaborative team. It should be. It should be collaborative. So in, in these types of facilities, the pharmacist, along with the physical therapist, if needed, depending if it's a rehab area, of course, you're going to have a physical therapist. If it's not, then you might not. Um, but what happens with these, in, you know, this comprehensive, you know, this, this system is you actually have the pharmacists are rounding with the rest of the team. So the pharmacist will know everything else happening. So the provider knows this and the, you know, the provider, the, the main provider, then you've got the, the students and then you've got pharmacists, you've got physical therapy, you've got nursing, you've got a bunch of different things and they all stand together while they're doing their, their rounding. Yeah. And this is a way to, for a pharmacist, pharmacist to say, Hey, I noticed that this patient is on these meds for this ailment. Have, you know, have you guys um, considered utilizing blah, 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 which has actually shows in studies to have great effect for this ailment and shows that healing is faster. If the provider ha- either A, hadn't heard of it, which is often, and B, especially if it's new therapy, or B, you know, just, you know, maybe didn't think of it. It's like, okay, that's a great idea. I didn't think about utilizing that. Let's try that with this patient. We might have better outcomes. So to have when you're making the decisions all by yourself for a patient's full care, you don't have those partners to help make your help you with your advice and your recommendation. But when you have a collaborative team all putting in their two cents based on their expertise, the patient always does better. They get rehospitalized a lot less. They're usually on less medications, and their outcomes are always better. Wow. We've got so much work to do to change the processes of, you know, uh, the way things have been done traditionally. How are we going to do that? Because I really want to have some experienced cannabis experts uh, in my dispensary when I go. I've just got lots of questions. And the 12-year-old bud tenders behind the counter just ain't cutting it for me. Exactly. And that's, I mean, that's specifically why I even opened my alchemist consulting practice to like help patients with finding the best products for them. I can't recommend a dispensary. um, But what I absolutely can do is I can recommend good products and say, here's a list of the locations you can get the product that I recommend for your illness. <laughs> oh my God, so, that's ridiculous. I mean, and that's what I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, like, as it's, it makes it difficult for me because like, for example, I have a patient in New York and like the poor thing, she's just, you know, trying to help her son who I, who's my actual patient. And uh, this is the mother of the patient. And cause he's, um, he's, uh, is unable to go to the dispensary by himself. And he, and, you know, they, they have terrible options in New York for most dispensaries because they usually have high THC, low CBD. So that's not helpful for anxiety. It's not helpful for a lot of ailments. But, you know, they don't, you know, so what, what I have to do is I go, I scour their dispensaries, see what is, you know, what options they have. And then I say, okay, based off of these dispensaries in your area, this is the best product I would recommend 
you know, these are the dispensaries that offer it. So I never recommend dispensaries because, you know, that would be then more of a business, you know, I'm recommending a business. So I don't recommend businesses. I specifically recommend products to patients, but I always review them, you know, before I actually will make a recommendation. And if I'm unsure about a product, I'll work, I'll speak to a, um, a dispensary. I also, for some patients, especially in an area where I don't know the dispensary very well, um, I will call a couple dispensaries and ask them a very basic question. Based on their response, I will say to a patient, okay, and, and I won't list them as one of the potential, rec- you know, one of the dispensaries that carries the product, even if they do, because mm-hmm. these are the dispensaries that will suggest a different option for a patient than what I've suggested. So, um, like, for example, I said to a patient, I said to a patient one time, um, here's a couple different dispensaries, they have this specific product. And um, I need it, you know, the reason you need this one is because it goes under the tongue. Uh And it this is and you need a fast acting thing for what you're looking for. You don't want a slow acting. And so they said, Okay, great, I will look for it. So the this is before I realized I needed to vet um, dispensaries, uh, the patient went in um, to the one that was closest to their house. Cause they said, why not? It's right here. And they, um, said my, uh, my cannabis pharmacist that I'm working with said that I need to get this specific medication or, or therapy, um, from here, you know, get this specific therapy. And they said that you were one of the dispensaries that carries it. So I would like to pick it up. So the response from the dispensary was, Oh no, we don't have that in stock right now. Um, And well, you can use these gummies instead. (gasps) So instead of a short acting tincture, which is what I was looking for, or short acting or like a a sublingual tablet, something that dissolves under the tongue that gets used very fast in the body. They gave my patient a gummy, which a my patient couldn't have a gummy because he's a diabetic. So he shouldn't have a gummy to begin with. That was the first issue. The second issue is that it was a long-term, uh, you know, gummies yeah. take like an hour to two to kick Six, in. Six, eight hours, though, and, to last. And then last long. But that's not what we were looking for. So right. my patient left the dispensary with completely the wrong recommendation. Uh, oh, um, my goodness. Uh, the long, wrong then, meds. Yep. So from now on, I'm again, I can't recommend a dispensary, but I could definitely leave a dispensary off the list if I know that they do not follow proper protocol. So I will say to a dispensary now, if I'm not sure about them, I'll say to them, um, I have a patient coming in and I just want to verify if I recommend a sublingual tablet and you don't have it in stock, what would you recommend? And, um, a lot of times every once in a while I'll get what sublingual mean. Oh my. I don't fault them because they're not healthcare professionals. So maybe I'll say, oh, it's something that goes under the tongue. And they're um, like, and then they'll say, oh, well, we have gummies. They can take gummies. And I'll say, thank you so much for your help. And then I just don't add them to the list. And that's my way of saying to myself, that dispensary has bud tenders working for them that not only doesn't know what products work with what ailment, because sadly, bud tenders are legally not allowed to give that information because they're not healthcare professionals. And I say sadly, but sometimes it's a good thing because some of them, think they know what to do, but they don't. Um, and some actually are quite knowledgeable. They just are legally not allowed to give that information. Um, but it's so important to vet these dispensaries because, you know, you don't want, you want to make sure that 
if a, if a patient goes in looking for a short acting medication, that they get a short acting medication that is as close to what you recommended as possible. So for me, okay, they didn't have those tablets, but you know what they did have? They did have a sublingual tincture that they could have given to my patient instead that would have been much closer related, didn't have sugar in it, and he would have been fine on that. But, but that never was mentioned, know. right. Because they didn't know. So they said to themselves, well, she said chewable tablet that goes under the tongue well what else can be chewed and goes in the mouth well gummies can be chewed and go in the mouth but it's like no this is just such a different product so you know it's it's education the other thing that that bud tinder did not say to you was what would you recommend secondarily instead of just offering you know she could have asked you but she wasn't trained absolutely they could have said you know what um you know to be honest what we do is if, if it's been a direct a recommendation we asked the the patient to contact their and not it's funny actually that you mentioned it i haven't had one do that don't get like not one wow i mean i i i'm like now that i think about it i'm like that's even more important not only should they know what to suggest as an alternative mm-hmm. but they should even just say hey why mm-hmm. don't you give your you know your practice your pr- practitioner, practitioner that you're working a call. With, right. a call and find out what else they recommend mm-hmm. you know you know, or here are some options. Why don't you ask your healthcare professional uh, or practitioner if this is along what they're looking for? No, they think they know better. So they make the recommendations and that's where the problem comes in. Well, it sounds like you need to make some um, visits to a variety of dispensaries and let yourself be known that should your patients come in, you know, they need to be calling you and asking you for the thing. You see, this is the problem oh, and, and with the they, adult and, use. People yeah, feel like they don't they have don't. to. They, they don't. They, of course I they have don't. gone into dispensaries and actually even offered a free once a month, one hour consultation where I'll be on site and, I'll, and I can either talk about a subject like anxiety and what to use, autism wow. and what to use, uh, pain and what to use. I was like, I could do this. I could be here free once a month and give like a free talk to your patients. And every single one of them said, thank you, but we're, we're all set on education. We know everything we need to know. They literally ditto, ditto over here on this side of the <laughs> continent uh, for the dispensaries that's, down here. And that's the problem is that it's all about regulation. That's where it starts. It starts with, and this is, you know, a public service announcement for your, for your, for your right, viewers right. and for anybody else is the one thing you need to do is go to your assembly person. Your assembly person will be the person in your county or in your area that makes the decisions. And if you've got something going on, like for example, my county in California doesn't allow dispensaries. The uh, the San uh, I'm in San Jose. My county doesn't. My not county. I apologize. My uh, district doesn't allow it. But the district that's you know a couple that's you know down the road in the really sketchy part of uh, my area does allow it. And it's like, so how do we fix this? What we need to do, and what actually we're in the process of doing, me and a couple of people in this in my side are, we are going to our assembly person in this side and saying we would like dispensaries on our side of the map in our district. And once you get enough people to explain why you need it in your area, A, it's closer to me, B, it's in a nicer area. And by keeping cannabis in the more industrial kind of run down areas, it just keeps the negative stigma where if you have a nice, really well run um, 
you know, a nice looking dispensary in a, you know, in a non-industrial area, it could be perfect. It could be amazing. And it would change the whole idea of having it be a stigma. Now it's like a reputable health and wellness location. And I have one right over here, just up the street from me. And there's a Wendy's across the street and a McDonald's just, you know, half a block away. And there's a Publix grocery store behind it. So it has been set in town. And so because of our laws, just giving you a heads up, you cut out for about seven seconds. Oh, okay. Thanks. The phone was ringing. I don't know why it even cut into this, but (laughs) technology ain't wonderful. And it's a full moon tonight. So don't forget to go out and howl. Oh, on a side note, um, just for to, as a shout out to you and to my friends at Tokativity, um, Tokativity um, is having a women's only event and it's to, Bring in. This is a little bit more on the spiritual side, a little less on on the meta on the on the um, medicinal side where I we am. We need but, it all. Uh, yeah, but they are doing a uh, networking. Um, it's it's always a networking event for women who are interested in the cannabis field or just curious about the cannabis field or in the cannabis field. Um, and it's so that women can network and bond um, about our mutual work that we're all doing. So um, for those of you interested in cannabis, in cannabis, whatever, uh, curious about cannabis, uh, definitely look into Toka t- uh, the Tokativity event that they have tonight to bring in the, uh, the full moon. <laughs> They've been around for a while now, Tokativity, right? Correct. Yeah. Couple it's of run years, by maybe three or four my- more, um, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, I think, four, four years. And uh, the I believe the CEO, I believe she's the CEO, but the person who I've always known as the owner, the the person in charge has been Lisa Snyder and she does fantastic things for both women and for cannabis. She's a huge advocate. She is a really huge, um, you know, really gets in there and makes sure that we're seen as a important and util and in proper prof- um, industry, as well as making sure that women are heard and that the idea of um, so women supporting women is such a huge thing for her, as well as, you know, women supporting, you know, other people like um, whether it's, um, you know, the, the L, um, I'm going to screw it up. So I apologize, everybody, but it's the LG on BTQ. Thank you. BTQ yeah. and then plus. Um, yeah. they, and now they've got an I on the end of it, I think, or a T. I'm not, I can't keep up. It keeps getting longer, so it I keeps getting it got longer. longer. I started forgetting what it like the full thing. Like I know what it stands for though, but the whole thing is they really support you know the you know the gay the you know the gay rights, and it's so big. So you know between cannabis and uh, you know gay rights and um, and women power like you know women empowering women, it's it's really just such a beautiful place to go, especially if you're a woman that's kind of struggling right now with. Yeah the world with what we what's happening with God, aren't we all exactly so it's just a great place to go you can a place to talk to vent to um you know and to be able to also in a social it's virtual of course because of um it's zoom but i'm uh, not zoom did sorry. you do you know what time it starts i do it starts at 6 p.m eastern standard time <gasps> score okay i can make it Oh, yep. awesome. Because guess who else is on tonight at seven? Who? Dr. Dustin Sulak. Oh, 
I love Dr. Sulak. I do too. And I try never to miss his stuff. So, but I really want to go to the Tokativity thing. I'm so glad you told me about it. And I'll, I'll hurry up and put some uh, notices up on Facebook and LinkedIn too, for our friends to see. And I'll send you the, um, I'll send you the thing off of LinkedIn that Lisa posted because I think it's just such a, and I think that especially for your women viewers, I think that this would be so, it's just the greatest thing about it is if you say to yourself, I smoke, and a lot of people will say to themselves, they actually consume cannabis flower as a social way to, but it's a, it's a medical social in a way, like where by talking and, and being able to use their flower with other people at the same time and kind of relax and vent, it's almost like a therapy session. So it's just a beautiful therapy session that allows women to be comfortable being in the same place with other women and to really, you know, appreciate what we have and the fact that we can utilize this plant-based medicine together and to support each other. It's no surprise that they consider this a therapy plant. Oh yeah. You know, it, it really provides a lot of, of, uh, healing, uh, spiritual healing, emotional healing, physical healing. It really does. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's, this is why like my whole mindset of how I work with patients is very backwards. Now, originally, of course, everybody went to medicine, you know, prescriptions first and based off of my background with both cannabis and herbal supplements, in my opinion, if I'm going to start a patient on um, like when I work directly with a physician, um, but see my own patients at the facility, I very often will go for, cause it's an integrative health um, type of care. So it is known to be plant-based medicine as well we'll utilize traditional Chinese medicines. Um, so a lot of Eastern medicines and cannabis and other plant-based medicines first, because the whole thing is, is that you're less likely to have side effects. You're less likely to have interactions. You're less likely to have any negative effects. It might not be strong enough to fix the problem. And that's why I would say the prescription should be secondary. You do your integrative health plant-based medicines first, you know, with your practitioner, make sure that they're working at a level for you. And if they're not hitting that level and you're already at a, like on a larger dose, then we know, okay, we need, we need Western medicine to help us as well. Cause I'm a firm believer of, why not use utilizing every single tool you've got in your toolkit? If you've got the plant-based meds along with the prescriptions, along with supplements, along with herbals, you should use every single one of them to help patients. And I, I, there's no reason not to, it's, it's, I always say it's like, why wouldn't, why would you use a wrench to hammer in a nail if, you know, (laughs) instead of a hammer, it's like, you got a hammer, use the hammer. And it's like, use what you've got in your toolkit. You've got so many options that, Going to prescriptions is not always the best for people. Well, it kind of feels like this is a renaissance period for renewal of a lot of things. And um, not renewal, but um, refurbishing yep. uh, a lot of systems and ideas. Do you know who I'm talking about when I say Elizabeth Mack and her green nurses and I am actually caring. working with Elizabeth Mack um, at Holistic Caring. I'm going to be Holistic Caring. Yeah, Holistic Caring. We haven't set it up yet. We're, we're still in the process, but um, a colleague of mine, a, another pharmacist and I are both working together um, to set up the practitioner side uh, and her provider side of her educational material. So we get more in, so that there's a nursing side and a patient side, which really kind of goes over the basics. But our side that my, the other, my colleague and I are doing, 
is to focus on a module for providers so that they that way they can go into it and then they can actually help utilize the information we give with their patients. So can you provide a module for the patients too, so that we can begin understanding what the differences are in the various uh, medical specialties and, you know, just like the ones that, just like you said, God, why can't I just pick up the phone and call a PT if I fell and busted my ankle? Exactly. So they actually do. They um, Holistic Caring does have patient modules already. Um, they do go through and it's set more of a basic. So it doesn't get super sciencey and super technical. It gets it, to the to the level of where people will get the info they need to know. But uh-huh. it doesn't like use a lot of like frustrating and confusing medical jargon where the provider side it's it's a little bit more in depth into the research and sure. to like that kind of stuff. So there is a patient thing. So there is, so if anybody is looking for like a, a course for patients to learn about different ailments and um, how to treat them, um, they, they definitely have that, but we're going to be working on the provider, but also through her, um, once that's done, we're going to, um, I will be one of her coaches. So as patients start signing up to once, you know, once that's done, the patients will start be able to start signing up. And once they do, I'll be able to start seeing patients through holistic caring, as well as through my own alchemist consulting. Oh my so, gosh. Um, expands it. And, and just to mention something that you mentioned before about, we need to do something in California. We are doing something. We've just started. There is a group of uh, six pharmacists in the state of California. I am one of them. Uh-huh. I'm actually the treasurer, which was an arbitrary title currently. And, <laughs> um, we, um, we are, we we're called the uh, pharmacist cannabis coalition of California. And our focus is we do not sell, we do not, uh, we do not sell any products. We do not distribute any products. We do not uh, manufacture any products. We do not grow any products. Our focus is education only. And it is to help the education for the, you know, to help with, you know, in, in enforcing regulation on dispensary regulation to enforce labeling regulation because the labels out in California are all all over the place. I mean, you oh, know what the label's going to say. So yeah. the poor patients can't figure out what meds or what dosage they're taking based on the packaging issues. So we're mm-hmm. we're fixing, we're helping to fix labeling. The other big thing we're focused on fixing is. Hey, friends, we're going to stop here so you can go live your life for a minute, but want you to know that we'll be back to continue this series with our good friend, Dr. Leah Johnson, who takes us behind the curtain of not only our medical industry culture, but the pharmacology of cannabis and how it works for us. And friends... Dr. Leia is only a text message away to help you quell your tummy issues, understand your personal chemical mixology, and help you figure out a solution to your medical pharmacology issues. If you're not satisfied with your quality of life on that handful of prescription pills, then just text Dr. Leia and she'll follow up with a free 15-minute chat all about you. She'll look at your mess of pills and work with your physician to make you more comfortable while educating you about the needs of your body. Invest in your health by texting area code 408-418-8800. 
888-888-8802. Don't bother writing it down. I'll put it in the show notes, but I'm going to tell you anyway. And you can also email her at Dr. Leah. That's D-R-L-E-A-H, one word, the at sign, Alchemist Cannabis consulting.com. Don't bother writing it down. You know where it is in my show notes. Also going to be on my website. So thank you for hanging out with us. And a personal note to our dear friend, Dr. Leah, thank you for helping me through this particular moment. Gosh, I appreciate you so much. Paxville Biscom, everybody. <laughs> You've been listening to another Cannabivarum podcast with 21st century cannabis shaman, Honey Smith Walls, that's me, about the importance of using verifiably safe products, the process of becoming diagnosed for problems and taking your records to a cannabis specialist can lead you to the correct cannabinoid therapy for those issues. Otherwise, you're just your own guinea pig looking for answers without any foundational knowledge or ability to determine the best choices or strategies. To find help in a cannabis expert in your area, visit CannabisClinicians.org. That's CannabisClinicians.org. And unless otherwise proven by a reputable third-party lab test, please be advised that all street weed is contaminated. It may do grave harm to a patient with a delicate immune system who already has inflammatory issues like arthritis, IBS, fibromyalgia, or worse. It would mean the world to me for you to join my dear audience. If you subscribe to the podcast, you won't miss the latest news about cannabis, straight from the source. And if you subscribe to my newsletter, you'll be part of a project to understand the effects of cannabis on the public. Your anecdotal cannabis testimonies are priceless to me. So it's not just you learning, it's me learning what you need to learn. Then I can make that happen for you and show you the way without being repetitive for those advanced patients. Ah, oh, there's so much to learn, and it's fascinating. Come on along on this cannabis journey with us and be part of a real-time study. I'll report back to the scientists about you, informally of course, and they'll report their new discoveries to us. I love this synergy in the heart of the moment. You'll find medical citations posted on my podcast blog when you visit to subscribe at cannabaverum.com. That's C-A-N-N-A-B-A. V-E-R-U-M dot com.